0: Easy, incredible podcast real stories by real people the way they remember them with your host artist graphic designer professional wrestler and now podcaster Idle Hines hi it's Idle hines welcome to crazy incredible um finally i got this episode going i ran into a lot of obstacles to get to where i'm at um, but it's okay life happens stuff happens and we learn from it on this first episode i'm real excited about it i have jimmy jacobs telling a story about how he became one with the universe and got a job at wwe jimmy jacobs i've known him for a long time he's a fellow professional wrestler He's a writer and producer at Impact Wrestling and a former writer at WWE. You can reach him on all his social media outlets at Jimmy Jacobs X. Also, he has a really great podcast called Jimmy Jacobs Doesn't Know. So check that out also. Um, Hope you enjoy the show. I got Jimmy Jacobs and uh he's gonna tell us a bedtime story. <laughs> well, I hope it's not a bedtime story. I hope nobody falls asleep while I'm while I'm telling the story. They better not. No, we were we were joking before we got on here about it'd be, it'd be pretty over if Jimmy Jacobs read bedtime stories to all the children.
1: Yeah, I think you said children's stories, and I was like, Well, I don't know if this this story is, is for children or not. I mean it depends how you raise your uh children, I suppose. And who who am I to judge? Right. <laughs> All right,
0: so... So, yeah, like, let's just set the scene here. Like, what, uh... I don't know if you know the year, the place,
1: the uh, planet. It was was, uh, July of of 2014. And like any good story, it starts at the Gathering of the Juggalos. I'm sure you know the Gathering of the Juggalos is the yearly uh, tradition of all of the the Insane Clown Posse fans all, you know... It's like Woodstock for Insane Clown Posse. And back in... Yeah, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Uh, Back in 2014... Uh, I really liked drugs, and uh, drugs—drugs uh, drugs were easy to find at the Gathering of the Juggalos. I had picked up two ecstasy pills, and uh, I put it in my bag. And then I wrestled. The show was at like two a.m., so we didn't get out till like five a.m. And I—you
0: had- got to explain. Like I've heard stories of this. I've never actually been there, unfortunately. Like I really want to do it sometime. Yeah, but I mean- you got to explain how there's
1: like actually a bridge. Well, so th- this was actually around Columbus. This is after. Oh, okay, okay. After bridge the bridge. Up. Yeah, the drug bridge was in Caven Rock, Illinois. Okay, you could, okay. You could just go to this bridge, and uh, if you wanted the drugs, that's where you'd go. But this this took me like asking one person uh, if they had anything, and okay, I, I picked up some ecstasy. And So I wrestled, and it's always a, an adventure wrestling at the Gathering of Juggalos because people are like throwing stuff at you, they're throwing drinks at you, uh, just what they're throwing anything at you, anything they have that isn't nailed down, which can be a, a batteries. Bit, yeah, batteries. Kiss. I remember I I wrestled Ken Shamrock there in 2009. Oh wow! And uh, we were supposed to have this match. It's maybe like a six minute match, and so uh, we get in the ring. Like, we go to lock up. He hits me. I, t- I take a powder. I go outside the ring, and I'm outside the ring, and people are just like dumping stuff on me, like, you know, bottles of FAGO. They're just dumping stuff on me. And I'm waiting because Ken's supposed to come and like chase me out, right? He's supposed to he come out of the ring and chase me around the ring. And I'm waiting for him, and I'm waiting for him, and waiting for him. Finally, I hop up with the apron. I, I go to the referee, Hey, hey, t- tell Ken to come out and get me. And he goes, Ken wants to go home. He, he's he's punched what? me one time, and so <laughs> all right. I, so I go in the ring. And he like ducks the clothesline. He hits me the belly to belly suplex. Uh, gets me in the ankle lock, and I and I tap. It was like twenty seconds of action. Cause, well, because people were throwing so much <laughs> in the ring. You know, like a, a lot of those professionals uh, didn't want to perform while uh, while everybody's throwing stuff in the ring. But yeah, yeah, it could be pretty dangerous, man. It was, I do blame them. I I'd, I'd be the same way. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you know, it, you, you do what you do. And at that point in my life, I'm trying to make a buck wherever I can. Uh, right. Get drugs wherever I can. So after, after the this, this show's at, like, 2 a.m., we get out at, like, 5 a.m. I, I, had to, I went to the hotel I showered. And then I had a, a flight, a morning flight uh, from C- Columbus to Detroit, Detroit to uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Because I had a show in Providence, Rhode Island that day um, for, for Beyond Wrestling. And so my buddies drive me to the airport, and like I said, it's like five thirty in the morning now. And I'm thinking like, well, my day started, so might as well. And so I I, I pop one of the ecstasy pills, thinking like, well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I'll be on a plane, feeling good on ecstasy, fine. So uh, you've been up all night. Mm-hmm. Yep up up all night, and then I'm like, well, let's just let's just start the day, uh, you know, because that was that was really. Typical for me to 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 wake up and ha- take drugs first thing in the morning, and so this is like, all right, this is the start of my day. Here's some ecstasy. Now, normally, I didn't take ecstasy at, at five in the morning to start my day. Was, <laughs> I thought, what's the worst
0: that can happen? Ecstasy and Fruit Loops. Yeah, balanced breakfast.
1: Uh, right. Uh, see, this it's not for kids, um, <laughs> but it's for adults. Uh, so uh, I, I go through I go through security and it's you know it's been like an hour and a half and i I feel nothing and like if you're like a drug addict or if you take drugs like one of like the worst things possible is to take drugs and not feel anything like that's like that was like my biggest fear it's like you always want to take too much because the worst thing that can possibly happen is is you don't take enough and so like any proper drug addict well if, if one is doing nothing well then Two will do double nothing. So then I take the second one, <laughs> uh, and 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 so I'm I'm sitting there, and a half hour later it just begins. Like the universe uh, just syncs up with me. Like as soon as it kicks in, uh, the man, uh, you know, over the over the PA makes an announcement that my flight was going to be delayed uh, for an hour and a half due to fog in, in Detroit, and that the exact moment he said that was the exact moment. Uh, the, the the ecstasy kicked in and I go, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, out loud. And this family of, you know, mom and dad, with the kids, they, they see me going, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> this flight delay. But no, 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 it's not about the flight delay. Like I'm on a different planet. You know, my eyes are bucking out my, my leg shaking. And, uh, so I'm like, all right, all right, I have to figure this out because now my flight's delayed. And I'm going to miss my connecting flight, which means I'm going to miss my flight to uh, to Providence. I need to make the show. Even though I'm in the state, my biggest concern is like, I need to make my wrestling gig.
0: That's uh, horrible. So it's never, never fun.
1: <laughs> so, um, so there I am. Uh, I'm by the gate and I'm, I'm like trying to plan on how I'm going to get rebooked. And so I like, I like stutter stepped my way up to the front desk and i i tried to tell them my my, my situation that's not not situation that I was fucked up but the situation i needed to be <laughs> in confidence
0: and so i've never actually been on i've never actually tried ecstasy can you explain a little bit like kind of like what it's like
1: well here's the thing i had done ecstasy before okay but- but I had never felt like this. Like, <laughs> generally, like it makes you feel like euphoric and like, you just want to like tell everybody you love them and you care okay. so much about them and it feels good to be touched. But like this, I'm like, I'm like bugging out, like on a, on a movie when somebody's on drugs and the, the screen goes like, wah, 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 wah. it's like that. Okay. Like, it's just like, I'm not understanding any words that are coming at me. This guy's telling me how I'm going to, like, how I can get on another flight. I have no idea what he's saying to me. Um, and, and so I'm just confused. I go back to my seat. And finally they say the flight's, uh, it, it was delayed, but not, like, that much. It was going to be delayed. We're, we're going to be late. But, like, I might be able to still make my connecting flight. So I go on to the, you know, the, the corridor between the, uh, the gate and, and the, um, the plane. So I go on to that. And I get lost in there, and then it's really it's a straight line. But I just like stopped at one point and go, man, are we in a are we in a fucking maze right now? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm I'm zoinked, man. I'm completely out of my mind. And I go onto the plane, and I'm in my seat, and I remember like I, I went to shake a hand. I was sitting down. And I went to shake a hand that wasn't there, and then mid like shake, I like pull butt back like Ric Flair style. Cause I'm like, oh no, it'd be weird if I went to. <laughs> I remember one time I put. Did a- you throw a woo a out there? Phone- yeah in my head it was always woo, 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 the whole time <laughs> uh, like at one point i remember I, I i put away my phone to look for my phone and then and then finally uh like i'm just like dude i have no idea what's happening and finally i put headphones in and then like the music man and i looked out in the clouds and the clouds kind of look like a like a win amp like visualization player you know where like the it, it like goes to the beat of the music, like basically the clouds are like dancing to my music, and that's awesome. Yeah, and it was great. And I go like, yeah, the clouds are agreeing with my music. I'm I'm seeing the sounds, and uh, as you know, Florence and the <laughs> Florence and the Machines' uh, song was playing. You know, it's always darkest before the dawn, and I see the dichotomy of the darkness and the light. And I'm like, yes, like like this is it. Like this 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 is what's going on. No longer am I freaking out. But now, now I see the synchronicity of the universe, right? Now, I, now, now I'm now I'm feeling it, and it's like it's like you go to the chiropractor and you like cracks your back, and all of a sudden, like everything's in alignment, and everything uh, then became became in alignment, right? So I the right. plane lands. The plane lands. It was in Terminal C, and I need to get to Terminal A if you've ever been to been into the Detroit airport. It's kind of far away. So I so I start to like run, right? And the first song that that comes on as I'm you know, kind of going fast to the airport, rushing to my next flight was uh was my song uh, that I wrote that's on failable on iTunes uh, called Gypsy Soul, which is like a song about like the woes of a traveler. And I'm like, yes, of course this is coming on right? perfect. yeah, of course, because like, Everything is in sync. The the world and the universe and me we're we're all in sync. We're running together. And as I'm right. as I'm hurrying, you know, people's people are walking and they're walking in the beat of the song. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is great. And uh and then that song dies, and I start to go down an escalator. And as I'm going down an escalator, on the escalator next to me, going up, I see Rich Swan, who's uh you know, an- another wrestler. And I go, hey. What are you doing here? And I, I, I high five him. And he goes, uh, I'm going to Richmond. I'm late. I go, I'm going to Providence. I'm late. <laughs> then I stop and I just go, who the fuck was that? And I, uh, I message my friend. And I go, hey, can you can you see if Rich Swan can you see if he was in Detroit today? And she gets back to me and she goes, uh, no, he's in Germany right now. So I just high five some dude. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's. that's- <laughs> Uh, so I'm still rushing. I don't know if, if, if you're familiar with the Detroit airport, but between terminals uh, B and C and terminal A, there's this like big, long, like futuristic looking hallway. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? I'm trying to think. I don't think I've been okay. to Detroit, well, honestly. If you Google like a DTW, like, airport hallway or something i'm sure it'll come up because you know, it's it's kind of it's like artsy and all these lights and all this stuff and it's like music's playing in the background it's it's pretty cool just like normally but as you're on ecstasy it was like awesome and there i am rushing i'm in this incredible hallway with this you know this awesome vibe to it and i'm I looking st- at it right now on yeah. the internet the first thing that pops up is a
0: youtube video called detroit metro airport psychedelic hallway
1: yes Exactly. So, if it, it, right. So, if you're on ecstasy, which is, you know, not, not sort of a psychedelic, not quite, but sort of, um, I guess it would be classified as that. It, it you know, it, it's, it's in that realm. So, it, it really, you know, the lights, the, the visualization really was great. And so, I, I see this, this group of like dudes and they're running to their flight. And I just stop and I look at them and I'm just going, well, that's ridiculous. Why are they running? And then I just stopped. Even though I was late for my flight, like my flight was supposed to leave by that point, I just go, you know what? I'm gonna make my flight. Because I'm in sync with the universe. We're on the same team right now. Right. so, So I just I casually stroll to my gate, which wasn't close. I casually stroll to it, and sure enough, they're still boarding. And like I'm like, of course they're still boarding. Like I had no doubt they were going to be, like, even though the flight was supposed to take off like 10 minutes ago. So uh so I go on to the flight and there's good music playing on the flight. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, like I was feeling it. I was feeling what's going on. And I go and I look at my seat and I just, I wasn't feeling it. Like it wasn't my seat. Then I look across the hall, uh, across the aisle way to, to um, a row back. And I see Sugar Dunkerton and Sugar Dunkerton's you know, he's another wrestler. And I go, Sugar, perfect. You're here. <laughs> um, And uh, I go, I'm going to need that seat next to you. And he goes, well, I think that's somebody else's seat. And I just turn around and the guy behind me goes, that's my seat. Would you like it? And I go, yes, yes, I would. And I go and I sit down and and Sugar's kind of like impressed by the ease in which that happened. And he goes, what happened? I go, well, yeah, because of the music. And it was because of the music. Like there was good music playing. Like the the vibe of of the universe was like, yes, yes, you need this seat. This seat is yours. It was giving it to me. And so I go, sugar. I'm not gonna lie. I um, it took, I took some ecstasy, and um, and I'm I'm rolling pretty hard right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm tripping, and I uh, I have no idea how I'm gonna get to the show or where we're supposed to go at at the show because he's on the same show as I am. And so I go. Um, I'm, I'm sh- sure
0: he had something really funny to say to that too. He's, <laughs> well, he's a funny dude.
1: dude. <laughs> so, I love him. I go, I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to be my guide. Uh but but in return, I will be your guide. And I start talking to him about wrestling. And normally, like I, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to impose m- my advice on people. You know, I know a lot of guys like to do that, kind of impose their advice. I've been wrestling for a long time, so you should listen to me. But in this state, I just started talking to him. You know, I'm I'm talking about stuff, and he goes to me. Hey, this is this is the sort of stuff I've been thinking about. You know, o- over the past couple of days, and I go, Yeah, I know, because I did know, right? Because because me and the universe are in sync. You know, a- everything you would say, I would just go, I- Yeah, I know, I know. So you mean I-
0: Jacobs in the Universe tag team champions?
1: Dude, at that moment, yes. Like sometimes, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> yes, me. We, we we were tag team then. Um, and so now then I'm talking to him, I'm talking about like how everybody in wrestling gets caught up with the, what they should do and what they're supposed to do. And, uh, and, and I'm like, you know, you need to stop doing what you should do. I start talking about the young bucks and I look at them, you know, they, they spit in the face of what they should do. And they said, Hey, we're just going to do what we want to do. We're going to do what we think is cool. We're going to do what we did in the backyard. This is like five years ago. This is like right. before they were like, started to blow up. T- they were starting to like really that they had turned this corner because they had just said, fuck it. We're going to be ourselves. Doesn't matter. People say you throw too many super kicks. Fuck you. We're going to throw even more super kicks. Hey, you can't, you can't say suck it. That's somebody else's thing. Oh yeah. Is it? Well, suck it. You know, they just like they're completely irreverent and they just did what they enjoyed. And and, and so I'm giving them some advice and I just go, Hey, sugar, I give you permission to be you. I put my hand on his shoulder. And there's a tear in his eye. He goes, "Thank you. I needed to hear that." And he did. You know, that's awesome. Sometimes guys feel that way, right? And as as there was that silence there, I, I looked out. I looked out the window, and I said to him, "I said, no, the clouds. The clouds sound bad right now. And they were gray, and they were buzzing. And then it was just, it was, it was like as it hit me." There's like no time for pussyfooting around. I go, sugar, I'm a smart man. My father, my father's a federal drudge. My brother has a PhD in mathematics. They'll both tell you I'm the smartest one in the family. And when it comes to wrestling, like I'm, I'm, I'm on the next level. I mean, very few people in wrestling have the, the, the progressive thoughts that I do. And over the past few months, like, man, like a few months ago, I, just, I saw the matrix. Like, and I see it all so clearly. And I looked out the window again. And the clouds agreed with my emotions. And then I, then I mourned my wrestling career. Because at that point, I knew I wouldn't be resting much longer. I wasn't meant to be a wrestler. It all dawned on me. I have a gift for creativity, and I needed to write. I needed to work on the creative part of the business. I need to go and be a writer in WWE. Like, that's my gift. It all made sense. It was like I had just banging my head up against a, a wall for, for 15 years, and then all of a sudden, in this moment, I, I see it, and I see there's a door right there. And I go, oh, there's a door here. It was like for 15 years, I learned how to perform. I learned how to write my character, learned how to emote so I could help other people do that. It wasn't about me. It was about doing it for other people. And I told this to Sh- Sugar and I go, Sugar, there's a job waiting for me in WB as a writer. The universe was just preparing me for it. And the, the universe has been waiting for me to be ready for it. Now I'm ready. And there was no real job waiting for me. I mean, this, this, there was, that wasn't a thing. But in that moment, I knew I knew what it was. I, but I, you I, and
0: the universe were one.
1: Yes. So. So, 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 right. So when I say there was a job waiting for me, it's not like somebody had offered me a job or talked to me about getting a job at, at all. This was just all, all, all me, me and the universe as a team, the universe saying, hey, this is, this is where you're going. I go, oh, yeah, you're right. This is where I'm going. So um, the plane was starting to descend. And then as we landed, I called Brian Danielson. And Brian is like the hardest motherfucker in the world to get a hold of. We were just talking about this. <laughs> right? Um, he said he disappeared for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> during, during my podcast. He, <laughs> man, it's real. He, he doesn't spend time on his phone. He's really hard Good to Good for hold. him. Yeah. Good he's, for he's, him. Man. Brian's a man. Uh, so, so the plan's descending. I call Brian. I mean, dude, he's the hardest guy to get a hold of. But I called him because he was going to pick up. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, but that's, that's why I did it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm calling him because he's going to pick up his phone now. And he did pick up his phone and we talked and we, we caught up. We talked about his autobiography and he had just like stopped a robber in his house or something like that. What? Yeah. If, if you, if you look up, yeah. If you look it up, like I, Brian Daniel stops robber or something. This was like late July, 2014. He had you just done it. I just read about I
0: got to hear this story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you haven't call me. I'm kidding.
1: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> So I go, hey man, I'm afraid, you know, this this phone call, it's not it's it's not just uh, all about pleasantries. I I wanna get a job in the WB as a writer. And I, I need I need you to help me do that. That's what I need. need. And uh we, we, we talked about it for a while. He he was all gung ho. And then like, dude, I'm so in sync with the universe. I'm I'm in sync with my intuition, in, in sync with with my highest self, all of it, right? It's all connected and it is. And But then for the first time, I question myself and I go, "Wait, sh- should I call you, or, or, or should you call me?" And I go, "Wait a minute, no, 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 no. I'll tell you what. You're going to call me. Like you're going to call me because you believe in me." He goes, "I do believe in you. I believe you're the smartest wrestler I've ever met." And I go, "I know. Thank you." And that's why you're going to call me. He goes, "You'll be hearing from me soon. And I say, "I know I will. I miss you. I love you. He goes, "I miss you too. I love you too, Jimmy." And that was it. And I, I looked at sugar and I go, "All right, man. I'm going to go be a writer in the WWE and I remember like that day like telling people at at, at the show that I was going to go be a writer for WWE. And then it just happened. I mean th- that was it. You know, it 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 was a, a couple months later, a few months later that I went to go be an extra there and I talked to Brian again and I talked to Joey Mercury and it was just it was just so easy. It was so easy. It was just, it was a straight line right to that job um and like i said i mean it was like i banged my head up against a brick wall for for 15 years and there's like oh man there's a door right here and the universe in in that time with 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 that ecstasy you know showed me where the door was and it's funny cuz cuz drugs are funny cuz people say oh when you're drug when you're on drugs you're not yourself or you know whatever right but everybody just, says
0: everybody says drugs are bad but drugs are funny
1: uh <laughs> can be uh <laughs> you know, people say I'm that like, when you know when you're on drugs you know if you're high or you're drunk or something you're not yourself but in a manner of speaking like you're more yourself than otherwise yeah so you know they, they say they say that you know you know when you're on drugs like you're not yourself but in a certain manner of speaking it's like it's like you're more yourself sometimes, because we have all these walls, and we all have all these insecurities. We have all these things that that we we basically hide behind because we don't want people to, to 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 see really what's in here, and we're afraid of being rejected in here. And there's this thing inside of you that you just you you keep tight and you keep hidden because like, because oh man, if, if you let this thing out, it's so fragile, it's so delicate. And and what happens if if it gets rejected? If it gets stomped on? If it gets hurt? And so we have these walls. And sometimes, sometimes what the drugs do is they take down these walls. And and I think you know that's a a, a bit of what happened there. It's like the the walls that connect us from being in sync with the universe. You know, at the time, I'll say this: at the time after it happened, it was it was this it was it was such a profound day, profound moment. But like mostly, I chalked it up to the drugs, right? Okay. But, but where I stand now, where I stand now, I go, yeah, it's, it wasn't just the drugs. The drugs helped me connect with the universe. And you have that ability to, to, to be that, to connect like that uh, without drugs. It just takes work. Hmm. And, you know, they talk about things like the, the law of attraction. I don't know if you're familiar with the law of attraction, something that up until recently I thought, well, this is, this is bullshit. You know, the idea that if, if basically you you more or less, it's something like this, convince your mind that something in the future has already happened, that uh, it, th- there's a manifestation of that, right? <laughs> it, it's something like that if you've read The Secret or whatnot. But basically, you I know.
0: I haven't read The Secret, but there's been some other books where it's like basically like if you – tell yourself it's going to happen and you see yourself doing it, like you can accomplish it. Like it will happen. Yes. It, basically it's more,
1: more or less like that. I mean the, I'm, I'm reading a, actually a book about it right now, beca- calling becoming Supernatural" by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And basically the the, 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 the science or something like that behind it is like your mind doesn't know the difference between like past, present and future in the same way that like, if you just went through a bad breakup, well, let's say you went through a bad breakup, you know, two years ago, but right. you just keep reliving it. You keep going, oh, man, that hurt. Or any sort of trauma. And you, and you, and you bring yourself and you replay it in your head, basically the same emotions you were feeling at, at, the, at that time years ago, you're, you're putting your mind right back in that place. And your, your mind is, is telling your body to secrete the same, like, the same hormones, create the same like, genetic proteins and all that stuff as right. if you were really there. As if you that was actually happening, and so your your mind really can't tell the difference between being like then and now. It's just so so basically, if you convince your mind, more or less, convince is a weird word for it. But if your mind knows that something in the future has already happened, then it manifests and happens. And uh, this this was the closest thing I could ever say to that. It, it I, okay. I, like I said, I was I was telling people that day. Um, that I was going to WWE to, to be a writer, even though there was n- no evidence to say that was going to happen, and then it just happened with the greatest of these And uh, and that's how that's how I went on to become a become a writer in WWE. Now, how I got fired as a writer from WWE, well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah, it was good talking to you, man.
1: Cool. Thanks, dude.
0: All right, and that concludes the first episode of Crazy Incredible. It feels so good to say that. It's been a really long journey trying to get this thing out. I want to thank Jimmy Jacobs. Follow him at Jimmy Jacobs X on all social media outlets. Check out his podcast, Jimmy Jacobs Doesn't Know. Follow me, Idle Hines, at Idle Hines. Don't forget to follow the show at Crazy Incredible. Stay tuned. A lot more good episodes coming up. Thank you. Have a great day. And no matter what, have fun.